Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Leading Women in Tech Time. It's officially the first solo episode of 2023. Happy New Year. I know I did an episode last week, but it was an interview episode. This one's a little different. Uh, I love just getting to speak to you, coming in your earbuds, saying hello. How are you doing? I truly hope you had a magical holiday season if you were celebrating or if you were just having some downtime. I hope you're raring to go for a fabulous 2023. And on that note, I wanted to do something a little bit special as the first solo episode with me in your earbuds of 2023. As we're moving out of the holiday season into the new year, I'm I'm saying that because I'm still in the holiday season when I'm recording this. You're probably thinking, wait, hold on, it's the 10th of January, Tony. We're not in the holiday season anymore. My brain's still there. But you've likely got a little bit of thinking still around New Year's resolutions. I've always been a huge fan and supporter of the whole idea of New Year's resolutions and goal setting for the upcoming year. And I know a lot of you are listening may already have started thinking and setting your goals. Maybe you've already got all your resolutions in place, whether they're surrounding health, money, mindset, career, anything goes, right? But something that we often don't talk about enough is our professional career-related resolutions. That's what I want to dig into today. And I say this partly because it's the time of year to be thinking about this, but also because one of the things that got under my skin in 2022 was the number of extraordinary women I met who didn't have clear career goals. They they just kind of were letting their career happen to them. Now, there's a place and a time for that, absolutely. But the longer that goes on, the more miserable we get. We need to achieve. Human beings thrive on achievement. And so if we aren't having plans and therefore not achieving, it's no wonder so many of us feel stressed out, burnt out, unfulfilled in some way. Did you know, for example, that burnout is caused by stress? And one of the major causes of stress for many women right now is a lack of fulfillment and control. It's why you can work incredibly hard and not get burnout, but you can also work very little and get very burnt out because the stress is related to not achieving things. Part of achievement comes from the thing I was setting out to do, I have now accomplished. When we achieve, and I put that in air quotes, when we achieve things that weren't planned, we often don't have that sense of achievement, that sense of fulfillment. So today, I want to talk you through how to set career goals and make some sense. We're particularly talking about North Star, that big high level thing. Don't worry, I'm going to explain that in a minute. That's what I really want to focus on. I want you to go into 2023 feeling that you have a plan. Even if you don't have a huge amount of control in your mind over things, I want you to have a plan for how you're going to feel achieved this year. And side note, this episode is the first part of what I would say is a career planning event. And I actually, because of that, I'm going to be doing actually just this week, this episode's live. I just recorded this before the <laughs> before this week. But this week, we are in the first week of my January career planning challenge. It's called my Sparkle Challenge because I want all of you to sparkle this year. My word of 2023, by the way, is sparkle. Uh, just because I love that word. It epitomizes how I want every single one of you to feel. It epitomizes how I feel when things are going really, really well. I want us to all sparkle. The sparkle just oozes out of us and just makes everything around us feel better and fresher and fabulous. And so we're in the midst of the Sparkle Plan Challenge. And the first part of that is to set your career North Star. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, that'd be interesting, no fear, do not worry. We are in the middle of it, but you can still catch up. 
It's a small amount of work every single week and you can participate completely free. You can actually participate in our academy as well, at which point you get extra coaching around this, but that's by the by. Please come and do yourself a favor. Join in the January Sparkle Planning Challenge. Go to tonycollis.com forward slash plan 2023. I will pop that link in the show notes. Sign up, get started, get the catch up videos. Please dig in, do this for yourself. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. January is a great start to take advantage of that fresh start feel. It gives us this clean feeling, this clean slate, let's go feeling. There's actually multiple studies out there by sociologists and psychologists that show that significant calendar events give us a sense of a fresh start. January is a classic one for those of us who recognize the January to December calendar. Other cultures which have New Year at other times will have that feeling at their New Year. Beginning of the quarter, if you pay attention to that, first day of spring, even to a less extent, we have it on Monday mornings. And the one I find that I've really lent into the last few years is my birthday. I used to just ignore that emotion on my birthday. And now I'm like, new year, new me. <laughs> and so I get that fresh start feeling on my birthday as well, which for me is quite nice because my birthday is in September. I think it's harder to have that when your birthday is around Christmas. So my little niece, her birthday is actually round about now. <laughs> and depending on when you listen to this, and I always think to myself, that's a beautiful time of the year to have your birthday, but you don't benefit from that fresh start feeling several times a year. It's all crammed in together. I mean, she's tiny, so she doesn't necessarily need that, but kind of get what I'm getting at. So the point being, you can find opportunities to lean into this emotional state that we get. The first and most powerful one is the new year. So use this, use this energy you get around new year. It's why I do believe in goals and resolutions. For a few years, I was, we put too much pressure on ourselves why do we do this to ourselves as women? And I try to push away from that. And then I read about the psychology around this time of year. And I thought, given that that's there anyway, why not utilize it, but in a healthier way? <laughs> These are the most natural times to start afresh, have that fresh start effect, to start thinking about your career goals, your resolutions, and what you're going to do. Take some action, lean into that impatience, that ambition that you get when we have this fresh start effect to actually take the uncomfortable action. So this year, I want you to use this new year, fresh start feeling to reevaluate, reconnect to and recommit to your goals, but not just any old goals. I want you to be talking about career goals. You're already in the mindset probably of setting resolutions. So let's take that a step further and say, well, what do I need for my career in the coming year or longer term than that? If you find that you've neglected your career goals and your new year's resolutions, and need to start setting them, or if you need to reevaluate your career goals, how do you do that so that you get the greatest impact and results? Good question. <laughs> this is where concept of North Star comes in. You need to plan with a guiding North Star. You've likely heard about the North Star. It's that consistent star in the Northern Hemisphere that was used for wayfinding and navigation centuries ago. 
The North Star gives accuracy and reliance that became dependent upon. So you might be thinking, wait, hold on, Tony. You know full well that I'm not pursuing a career in seafaring and traveling, so this doesn't apply to me. Well, it does, and here's why. Whenever we're taking action, it is incredibly important to have that guiding light or a direction of travel or having a North Star that allows you to have tactical action right here, right now, but tactical action that's strategically aligned with your vision and your values instead of being all over the place. Tactics without a North Star mean you aren't taking aligned action and could be sabotaging your success by focusing on the wrong thing. If you ever realized that you've backed yourself into a corner professionally, it could be because you lack a North Star. Now, the reason I use the concept of a North Star is because you might think, well, I don't know who I want to be or I might change my mind. And your North Star is a way of encompassing what you do know about yourself. Having a direction of travel rather than a a very specific, fully defined role of somebody you're going to be in 10 or 20 years time, 10 or 20 years time, that role that exists today won't exist. It'll be different. It might have the same job title, but it's likely to be very different. What we want to do is establish a direction of travel so that you can aim in the right direction, reevaluate as you get more experience, and maybe move it slightly. You actually can completely pivot, but the direction of travel tells you to take out aligned action. The reason you then do a 180 is because you've taken the action to get the clarity that tells you, no, this is not me. And that's a really good thing to do. If we don't have this direction of travel, we're just doing things all over the place. We're getting all of this data that all feels hard because you're not consistently doing one sort of area. You're not heading in one direction. Things will pull at each other. It will feel very tense and stressful because you're trying all these different things. And that's okay to try different things, but up to a point. If you just try everything out there, you're not going to become good at any of them. Remember maybe what it was like to learn your first musical instrument if you did that, or your first foreign language. When you get started, it's really, really hard. I remember about this, about playing musical instruments was my thing. I love music and I love picking up new instruments. Now, over the years, it's got easier to learn a new instrument, although less so now because I don't do it as much, but it becomes easier. I don't have to learn how to read music. I understand keys, I understand a lot of the mechanics of maybe breath work or fingers and things like this. You know, you've kind of built that up because you know so many things. But every time you start a new one, it's hard. You don't get that benefit. <laughs> My husband said this about people playing the puff violin, not an instrument I've ever played. But he's like, you have to go through so much to get good at the violin. <laughs> you know, feel sorry for all those parents who have kids with violins because it takes a while to sound good. And that's kind of the issue we have when we just are trying lots and lots of different things. We don't feel that we're achieving anything because we don't become expert at anything. The beauty of the North Star is, yes, you're always gonna be trying new things because that's what we do. We're always growing. You wanna always be out of your comfort zone. You always wanna be developing in some way because you're gonna accomplish things. It's gonna feel beautiful. But at the same time, they should all be adding to each other. They should all be improving the things that have come before. If one day you are learning to program a new computer and the next day you're learning to bake a cake, those are two things I was passionate about at one point in my life, <laughs> they don't complement in any way. The only thing that's complimentary about them is maybe you could set up a website a little bit quicker for your baking job if you ever went that route. There's very little overlap otherwise skills-wise in those two avenues. And so what I see when people are just really exploring a huge space is they feel very unfulfilled. 
there's some part of them that's enjoying it because they're getting to try lots of different things. But they don't have that deep sense of achievement that comes from going deep and understanding fully that we get when we become an expert in something for a while. So if you've been dabbling in all these things and you're feeling unfulfilled, that's something to watch out for. Your exploration space is too big. Your North Star is a way of narrowing that exploration space. Doesn't mean you don't explore, but it says, I'm going to explore within these parameters. You want to have that exciting, solid vision that's exciting for you and your careers. I say this to my clients all of the time. You want to have a vision for your team if that's part of this excitement level. It needs to be something that's aligned with your vision, hopefully also your employer's vision. We're going to come to that in a minute. But it gives you some space to explore within. It says, that's the way I'm headed. How can I explore all the avenues that might be required to get me there, that might get me heading in the right direction? If you can't get hold of a vision like that and you can't get excited about it, if you can't communicate it, we are here for leadership after all. So it's not just your vision. At some point, this becomes your team's vision as well. We'll, we'll come to how to make sure those all align in a bit. But you then need to reevaluate. If you can't communicate it, can't get excited about it, you need to reevaluate the strength of your North Star. You need a vision first and foremost, and it should be powerful enough that you're seriously excited by it. You can communicate it regularly so that your team can also get behind it. Now, just like your vision, the relationship between your personal North Star and your current role in your current organization, the North Star for that individual role, ideally need to be strongly aligned. Your personal North Star should be also career related, but it could be to retire early or something similar. It doesn't have to be become CTO or build a startup, though those are both fine too. <laughs> For example, if you want to be a CEO next, and right now you're working on building out an engineering team as a CTO or a business plan as a CRO, that means you are showcasing your abilities to become a CEO. Now, I would say being a CEO at that point is your North Star, but it's very soon. It may be the next role you're going to take. And so you would behave in such a way that you would for any promotion. Your current organization needs you to do this work you're currently doing, but it also needs you to unlock what is needed next for your personal North Star of being that CEO. You need to be looking at what do I need to add into my skill set that's good for me, that's good for the organization I work for, that's going to unlock that CEO either in my current organization or somewhere else. Now, Earlier on in our career, our North Star is going to be much further away, most likely. But that's the way we want to be thinking about this. Unlocking the work you need to do for your next role or promotion unlocks great things for you personally and your organization. Now, as a side note, if your organization doesn't want you to take on extra responsibilities, provided you're doing your current responsibilities very well, if they are then saying, no, 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 that is typically a sign of toxicity in my experience. There are exceptions to that, absolutely, but just watch out for that. If you are doing your job well and you're being shut down on taking on extra things, and in particular, those extra things are aligned with who you want to be next, it might be time to have a look at your current workplace. Just saying. But as I said, earlier on in your career, your North Star might still be that big top role, CEO, CTO, CRO, CMO. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a C-level role. It could be VP, it could be to retire early, whatever it is that's exciting to you, then I want you really to be thinking, I'm many years away, I'm many roles away, but I can still have a think about the route to get there. That's where the power of the North Star really comes in because it allows you to say, I don't know all of the routes forward and what paths I'll take, 
Bear in mind that the route you're going to end up taking, if you do end up as a CEO or whatever it is, that route today doesn't exist. The routes that current CEOs have taken to their current job didn't exist 20 years ago. 20 years ago, the CEOs who were CEOs then had a different route. Our culture, our workforce, our experiences are evolving so rapidly, especially in tech, that although there are typical experiences you need, the routes that you're going to take to that really high level role that excites you don't exist today. So you can't plan it out exactly. But if you know where you're going to end up, you can have a think, well, what experiences do I need? What do I need to clarify if I enjoy this or not enjoy this? You might not know the next four roles you need to take to become that CTO, but you know that building a side hustle isn't likely to land it for you unless your plan to get a CTO role is as a co-founder. So you've got to look at it through that lens, right? If your North Star is to become a particular thing, but you have this shiny object syndrome over here doing something else, then maybe, just maybe, you don't need to be doing that shiny object thing or you need to reevaluate your North Star. You are going to end up saying no to something. You are. Most of us are multi-passionate. Multi-passionate is not a bad thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. But most of us who are multi-passionate also have far more amazing ideas than we can fulfill in one lifetime. The hard but important thing we need to do is say no to some amazing ideas so we can actually achieve one or two amazing things. If we aren't prepared to say no or not now to some of those things and we hold on to them, my love, you're not going to achieve very much at all because you're going to stay at that squeaky violin stage in your career. So in that sense, I also want you to have a think about don't be distracted by getting certifications, qualifications. The number of women I've spoken to in, in tech who say to me, oh, I think I should go and get this thing or I should become PMP certified or I need to go and do a master's in this. And I will say to them, well, yeah, hold on, let's talk about PMP for a second. Does your North Star include project management? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why are you doing it? Well, because all these people around me have it. And I said, do you want their job? No. And I said, do you need their job to get to the North Star? And they're like, well, maybe. And I said, have you got any examples of people who've not done that, who've got to where they, where you want to be? And they will be inevitably be able to find somebody. Those things are often distractions. And they take valuable time and money. Don't get me wrong, they can be fun. I have so many qualifications. And a lot of them were quite a lot of fun, but very few of them do I actually now use. And what I want you to do is just become more focused. Remember that enjoyment comes from achievement. If you just stay at the squeaky violin stage, you're not going to feel that you've achieved very much. I also want to challenge you to really take a good look and see how well your personal and business organization North Stars align. Far too many of us are working in roles that have zero alignment with our personal North Star. This is a chance to check in on that. The business wants and needs us to go in a direction that diverges from what we want from time to time. If that's happening, this is a chance to reevaluate if this is the role and or the organization for us. Sometimes it can be the role for us, but it's the wrong kind of organization. Other times, the organization is a great one and will support us, but they need to know that we're looking for something else. And we need to be having conversations around, I'd like to take on these responsibilities because you know they're better aligned with who you want to be one day. So I want you to take some time with everything I've just said and have a think, who do I want to be one day? What role models are out there that I think, oh, I'd love to do that job? What responsibilities have you had where you think, oh, I'd love to do more of that? What have you dabbled in and you think, hmm, that's super interesting? Write all those down. 
then see how disparate they are. Can you group them into like events or like responsibilities, things that maybe will get you to a similar role and things that are very, very different, like me and my baking hobby that for a very small amount of time I thought was my backup plan career. And then I found this. (laughs) Then I found coaching and podcasting. And now I just can't even imagine that I thought that was a viable career option because as much as I like baking, do I want to be making people's wedding cakes for a career? No, I don't. (laughs) So what distractions have you got? The other thing I always like to point out here is a lot of the things we wish for are things we wish for because we don't know anything else. Most of us at some point have a hobby. We think, oh, I'd love that if I was my full-time job. I think that's a really interesting thing to dig into. More often than not, when I really dig into this with a client, actually the idea of their hobby becoming their full-time job, when they really push them on it, is kind of horrendous. A bit like me in the baking. It's a nice idea until I dug into what it really meant. And I thought, "Mm, no. (laughs) At that point, I was like, no, no, stick with supercomputing. Now I'm in coaching. And that is awesome. And that's the difference. Coaching also started as a hobby. I was mentoring and doing a little bit of coaching. I thought, I'm damn good at this. I'm changing women's lives. This is so easy to me when I know other people where it's really hard. This is my zone of genius. I don't even have to do any work, I felt like at the time. And now that I've trained myself, I actually now train other people. Side note, Coach Academy, by the way, is open for enrollment. Didn't mention that. <laughs> if you're interested in becoming a coach, whether that is a leader or um, as a professional coach, go check out Coach Academy, tonycollis.com forward slash Coach Academy. Just a random side note there. But having gone through all that, I'm now an expert coach, which is why I'm now training other people. I help leaders become great coaches as well because this is my zone of genius. That was a different hobby to my baking hobby. My baking hobby was nice until I dug into all the details and I thought, oh, you know what? No, no, no. This should stay as a hobby. Have a really good thing. All the hobbies and things you really enjoy doing. If it was your full-time job, you had the responsibilities of making bank based on this role, would you still love it? An interesting one also is retirement. I used to be one of these people I was convinced I needed to retire early. My parents both retired early and for them it's an amazing decision. Partly because prior to retirement, neither of them liked their job at all. And they were both were working absolutely ridiculous hours. The jobs that they retired doing ostensibly were the same that they'd had for 20 years, but both of them would say, this isn't the job that I started out at. And so for them, early retirement was amazing. It also gave them a lot of time together that they hadn't previously had. So for a long time, I was like, early retirement is my goal. Make a lot of money, chuck it in, have like a long retirement. And while I can still see the benefit of that, what I've since realized is what my mum did at retirement is she started doing all the things that she wanted to do when she was working full time. My question to her is, well, why didn't you just do that anyway? Why didn't you find a way to do that earlier? Why did you need official retirement to be able to do that? Why do we wait until a certain age to do that? I want you to be doing those things now. Actually, the people that retire and don't do anything generally don't age well. Just going to put that out there. (laughs) Many of you have probably got an example of that. The people who age really well, they stay busy. They just change what they do. They might not get paid for it. But what if you could do that sooner? That's certainly how I'm now approaching this. I love what I do. I love it, love it, love it. (laughs) And I may well slow down at some point, but right now I have no intention of retiring. I am saving a a pension fund to give me that stability if I ever have to retire for health reasons or anything like that. But 
at the moment, I just love what I do so much that I will slow down most likely, but I won't officially retire. What if that was our attitude towards our jobs? We love them so much. We just think, I'm just going to evolve and grow. I'm not going to chuck this in because I don't need to, because I'm not burned out, because I can choose the hours I want to work, because hopefully at some point you've got the money to do so. And I love this enough that I'm just going to keep going a little bit, maybe just slow down. What if that was what we were aiming for? That's just a side note there. (laughs) So I want you to spend lots of time writing down what excites you, what matters to you the most, what would success look like in 5, 10, 20 years time, even later, a little bit morbid for you here, but what if you're on your deathbed and we're thinking to yourself, damn, I'm, I'm happy with what I've done here. I'm proud of myself. What would that have been? What would the thing be? You'd be thinking to yourself, I'm awesome. <laughs> I have left a good mark on this world. What mark do you want to leave on the world and why? Is it having an impact and influence on others, the people you work with? Is it family related? Is it traveling? Is it a combination of lots of things? Spend some time writing down all of these ideas. Then as I said, put them into buckets and see how much aligns and how much doesn't align. It's okay to take multiple things that align. It is a bad idea to take things that are opposites. I would then share this list with friends, family, maybe even colleagues. That needs to be done more sensitively, but um, sometimes they can give you great ideas so that they can give you that inspiration. Are you excited to talk to them about it? If you're not, it's not your North Star. If you talk to them about it and they can hear in your voice that these things are pulling at each other, it will likely come out. You'll identify that quicker. But also, once you've shared it and then commit to it, they will cheer you on and help you stay focused. Because to do this work, it's going to get a bit uncomfortable at times. You're going to grow. You're going to get out of your comfort zone. Having somebody that says to you, Oh, I can see you're making progress on that thing you told me two years ago. Really, really helps. The key here is to be thrilled and excited by your North Star. Be passionate about it. Know that if you did that, you would be delighted. Now, once you've brainstormed your why, your vision, what you're passionate about and have shared it openly and proudly, you need to think about whether you can enjoy the journey, not just the destination. Enjoying the journey is what's going to give you sticking power when times get tough. Having a solid why and a plan that's going to be super fun to follow is what is going to keep you motivated and moving forward. I talked at the beginning of this episode about setting New Year's resolutions. In actuality, a lot of New Year's resolutions get abandoned before January is even over. Maybe you've already abandoned a whole load and what, we're on on the 10th the day this episode's landing? Why does that happen? Because a lot of the time it is because people's whys, their journey to get there and their motivation are not aligned or enjoyable. You need strong motivation and you need at least some of the journey to be enjoyable. And enjoyable can come in lots of different ways. If you're getting out of your comfort zone, some of it's going to be hard, but you'll get enjoyment from thinking to yourself, oh, I just did that. That was hard. I certainly see this with um, exercise, case in point, right? A lot of us will have had exercise related New Year's resolutions. The motivation is being happier, healthier, losing weight, whatever it is that's driving your New Year's resolution around workouts. But the journey can become easier if you reward yourself for, I've just done a 30-minute workout. You can suddenly make that an enjoyable journey. Just doing a 30-minute workout, unless you're like my sister, who is a bit of a junkie when it comes to workout, bless her heart. (laughs) Definitely not me. She doesn't need that reward. She doesn't need something that says to her at the end of it, oh, that, well done, well done. 
for somebody like me, I hate it. I need something that says, well done for that, that thing and make it enjoyable in that minimal moment. So have a think, like, how can you make this journey enjoyable? If nothing in this journey is enjoyable, if you're thinking, I want to become a best-selling author, I want the outcome of being a best-selling author, the journey is going to involve a lot of writing. If you then hate writing and hate publicity, hate going on book tours, this is probably not the journey for you because yes, you can build in rewards along the way, but to get to the thing that really motivates you, that best-selling author, the things along the way are going to be so painful. That's not your North Star, my love. So I want you to backtrack. If you're finding that the journey, if you're looking at the actions you're going to need to take and nine out of 10 of them are painful and you would constantly be having to add in artificial rewards and you couldn't be like, oh my God, I just did that. That's now easy for me. That's beautiful. Then that's not the North Star for you, my love. Some discomfort is a really good thing. Some things where you think, oh gosh, that's going to be really hard the first time, but then it's going to become normal. I'm going to be good at it. That's fine. So I remember starting this podcast many moons ago now. The first couple of episodes, I was terrified, but I knew this was something I could get used to, partly because I love to talk. I used to do a lot of public speaking pre-COVID. I was like, this is a natural extension of that. I can totally get to the point where I enjoy this. I love rocking up to my microphone and having a chat with you. So I knew that the journey, once I got through the discomfort, was going to become enjoyable. And in addition, I celebrated my first couple of episodes big time and just really lent into rewarding myself until this became a natural thing that I enjoy doing. So I want you to really have a think. Does the direction of travel feel exciting to you and thrilling? Can you see milestones along the way that light you up? Will you enjoy the day-to-day work more often than not? If you won't enjoy the journey, this isn't the right North Star for you because the North Star is only the end point. Your life is right here, right now. You don't have to love every minute of every day, though I would love it if you could. (laughs) Absolutely, I'm here for that. But you want to enjoy the majority of your time. You want to be feeling like, oh my gosh, I just had a really great day regularly and often. You want to have accomplishments that excite you and line up so that you're not waiting for that 20-year milestone. You've got one every month, at least ideally every week. You want to do things that are uncomfortable and challenge you out of your comfort zone, but things that you're going to learn to enjoy. If your North Star requires you to do work you hate for longer than a very short period of time or make sacrifices that don't feel aligned with who you are, then it is not the right North Star for you. Go back, go back to the drawing board, rethink your vision and goals. You've probably got more ideas than you can possibly fulfill. So go back and have a look and think, I've just established that's not the right one for me. What's What are my other options here? Now, I want to finish as always with a mindset moment. Remember, this is not set in stone. This is so incredibly important to take home here. This is a North Star. This is a direction of travel. It is a long way off, as it should be. It's okay for it to change. In fact, as you grow, learn, and develop, the world moves on. It likely will change. As I said, what got people to a certain level today is not the road you're going to take to get to that same level because the roads change and evolve. You may have to pivot, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, in my opinion, it's a really good thing. Don't worry that this is something you've got to stick at forever. It's not. You do not need to stick at it. It is just your direction of travel for right now until you find out more, you get some more data, you know better, you do better. Secondly, don't be upset when you realize you want to change. Embrace the change. 
I completely pivoted my career four years ago when I went full-time into the coaching world. Before that, I was a tech executive and I thought that's the way I was going to go. I wanted to run tech companies and I was determined that was my direction of travel. And then I realized coaching was my thing. On paper, that looks like a complete 180. It actually isn't as much of a 180 as it looks because a lot of the leadership attributes that I was embodying, which is why I enjoyed the executive level so much, were what informed me to become a coach. I love leadership. I geek out on reading leadership research. (laughs) I always say to people, this is what you pay me for. (laughs) You've got a full-time job where you're an expert. Let me be the expert on leadership and let me just help you with that. I just love it so much. And in addition, great leaders coach and so I was coaching and I was actually doing it free for other people alongside mentoring. So it was actually a natural step. But on paper, it looks like a complete 180. Do not be upset as you find out more about yourself and you think, well, I want to do this. It might look like a complete 180 pivot, but it's likely not. Because the reason you're thinking about change is because you've got new data. And the data is based on who you are right now. So embrace change. Don't be set in stone. It is okay to change your mind. Don't be afraid of setting a North Star because it's okay to change your mind when you find out more later. The worst thing you can do is spread your bets and not achieve anything because you're just dabbling and staying at that squeaky violin stage in every area. So what then? You now have a North Star. It's time to update your personal goals and plan for 2023. If you want help for this, then make sure that you join in our very special planning challenge this month. Go to tonycollis.com forward slash plan 2023. I would love to see you there. And if you are inside Lit Up Leadership Academy or you're thinking about joining, we have extra special events around the Sparkle Planning Workshop. We're going to be doing some extra coaching. We've got some extra questions for you to answer. So if you've been thinking about joining Lit Up Leadership Academy, make this month the month you give it a go because you are going to get some extra special goodness coming your way just this month. As always, remember, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.